Welcome to another episode in our occasionally rebranded ESG like Sunday morning. Uh, this week featuring podcast royalty. I am, of course, talking about EG's head of content, Emily Wright. Uh, so this is uh, uh, the first time we've we've seen each other uh, on screen, Emily, since Christmas morning. So how have you been doing? Oh, well, I think we've both had COVID since then, haven't we? So, <laughs> we have, um, yes. it's, so it's been one of those January slash Februaries. Um, but good, thank you. Yes. How are you? And Happy New Year, I should say. <laughs> happy New Year. <laughs> it's not too late to, <laughs> to say so. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. It's been a busy week, uh, but I'm just just about fully over uh, the, the bout with COVID. So, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, the clue is in the title. And, and this week we are focusing not for the first time on ESG. Uh, coinciding with a wealth of content uh, in this week's very special magazine. And, and Emily, in the pr- proud tradition of a TV series our parents might have watched, uh, which was revived while we were at school, you've been asking the big question, how? Oh, yeah. Is that how for now? <laughs> how, for how, now? For That's now? how for now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have been asking how. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good segue. And I ruined it. But I'm saying, oh, yeah, how for now? <laughs> yes. So, um if you haven't already, make sure you have a look through, not you, Jess, but to our listeners, make sure you have a have a look through our excellent ESG special. I mean, I can say that because we had a wealth of fantastic writers and com- like commentators um, contributing to it. So um, I'm not blowing my own trumpet too much there, but it is excellent. Um, so the theme came out of a conversation I had with the marvellous Nicole LeBlanc. And anyone who doesn't know her or hasn't met her should just go to Copenhagen immediately and meet her. Um, so um, former Sidewalk Labs and she moved from um, Canada over to Copenhagen last year, January last year, to join 2150, which is a, a VC focused on um, sustainable urbanism. And I had this really interesting conversation with her when she was saying, I was asking her about the competition in the field um, and, and she looked at me and she, and she sort of said, it's not about competition anymore you know that's not what this is about that's not why we're doing this you know we are and the quote is um we are at the start of a sci-fi horror movie um and you know ultimately her point is it it, the the time to worry about you know who's doing what and you know who's got the best deal and who's fighting for the best investments and who's fighting to give the best investments and to offer the best investments is over we all need to be working together on this because this is very very real and we're not just talking about climate change talking about esg generally there's also Mm. social social issues as well which are just you know needing serious serious attention so that was one thing that she said and then the other thing that she said um was you know it's not there there is no time to ask why anymore and so it's it's um how not why um and that really did resonate i think if anybody's still asking why then arguably we're never gonna we're very unlikely to get through to them i think (laughs) you know it's just the, the time has been and gone if we convert some people along the way sort of late then then great but it just doesn't it feels like anyone and everyone who who knows why we need to be addressing esg knows now um and if we keep on going on about why we're just going to be sort of repeating the same old stuff to the already converted um so the time to ask why has been and gone we're done with all that now you need to be asking how because anything that starts off with the word how tends to lead on to um a guide towards actionable measures just doing something and actually getting stuff done and i think that a huge, huge swathe in the real estate sector, and I don't mean to patronise. And apologies if I, if I, if this comes across as patronising, but I do think huge swathe in the sector. 
are in the how camp. They they are asking how. They do want to know, but they're still not 100% sure of what the next steps are. And that's what Nicole was saying um, when I spoke to her. And actually, she's written a comment piece for the CSG special as well on some practical measures that companies can take to, to really push this agenda forward, is that lots of businesses uh, are making steps in the right direction but when it comes to taking the big leaps and making the big changes that need to be made um, and addressing the big issues around ESG there is there is still a fair amount of oh well we want to, to do it but we don't know how and just on that point as well the wanting to do it the will that's a really interesting point as well I've had so many discussions with people where I've said you know I think the real estate sector has has basically got its head around the fact now that if it doesn't address ESG, then that has a significant impact on its bottom line and medium to long term financial outlook for many reasons. Um, And does uh, saying to people, does it matter? Does it matter that that's the driver? Does it matter that it's not, you know, sort of purely for the good of planet and humanity? And actually, to be fair, I'm sure there are some businesses that are driven by that. Um, so there's that question as well. You know, does it matter why 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 the sector has got behind this? Ultimately, actually, I don't think it does. I mean, it would be, and I've said in, in my in my kind of edit- editorial comment, you know, it would be fantastic if the main or even sole driver was to do what's right for our planet mm. in the future. Um, but we've got to be we've got to be realistic about it as well. Real estate's a business, and quite rightly, you know, there are things that need to tick, boxes that need to be ticked when you're running a business. So um, I don't think there's anything wrong with presenting the arguments both in terms of this is this is the reality in terms of where we're headed, mm. um, and this is the financial reality if you're not on board. So. I thought it was a rambling answer to a question I can't remember. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, and I think uh, Nicole's, uh, you know, mentioning of the the horror movie it reminded me a bit of Don't Look Up. Have you watched Don't Look Up on Netflix? I have indeed. And I and, you know, I said when I when I posted my um, post the, the, the piece on LinkedIn, I said, you know, for anyone who still thinks that Don't Look Up is uh, sort of more on the side of spoof than prediction, this is the piece for you to read. I mean, because that's what Nicole and I were talking about. You mm. know, don't look up. And anyone who hasn't seen it, have a look. I mean, just just to see Meryl Streep um, in, you know, well, the Meryl Streep in the final scene is is well worth watching the film for anyway. Mm. Sam, Sam Clary's just logged on and she's already nodding. So she knows what we're talking about. Yes, um, to add extra excitement <laughs> uh, to, to, to this week's uh, EG Light Sunday morning, Sam McClary. Running late has arrived on our screens. Uh, too late to get uh, to get bigged up in the intro in the usual way, but she doesn't. She needs no introduction. Yeah, but not not so not but early enough that we have to do the quiz. I nearly swore then. Uh, no, she <laughs> saved the quiz, but but she has not yet turned on her microphone. I was um late because I was um uh, studying for the quiz. I wasn't. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry, Emily. We've Emily and I have both been up for quite a long time. Yeah, we and, have. Um, yeah. on this Sunday because we like to get up early. On <laughs> yes, that's right. To, to review the the Sunday papers. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, I'm I'm <laughs> going to use that excuse, Emily. I'm assuming you might use it too. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> I think that is you know perfectly perfectly valid. <laughs> uh, In fact, I might yes, use so it as an excuse for this entire podcast. Actually, I'm just <laughs> I'm just giving the most rambling answer to a question. So yeah, yes, I've been up early. I was up early. <laughs> 
So Sam, uh, we've been talking about ESG, and we'll we'll re return uh, Emily to some of, some more of the the highlights from the special. But uh, uh, you've been speaking to uh, Kayla Fenn Smith uh, on that very topic, the managing director of ESG and sustainability services at CBRE uh, about her new role. Isn't that right? I have in indeed, and I went to interview Kayla at um, CBRE's newly refurbished headquarters at Henrietta House, which has been redesigned with sustainability and so and social impact at its heart actually because they want to i guess um walk the talk so if they're having clients come in they want to show show what can be done as well but it was a really fascinating um chat and you know full disclosure i'm a big kayla fan she's a a wonderful woman in this industry of ours and is is very much a one of the purpose-driven people in this industry and you see that from you know the role that she played at um, real estate balance um, when she was there sort of trying to bring some some gender balance at, at least to to the real estate industry and you see it now when I was talking to her about this role that she has with a a growing team of people that she is amazed by you can tell that you know you know she's she's really proud of the really smart people in in her team um, but just talking to her about the role, she many times talked about the impact that the role can have and how she's just alive with um, with that as a as a purpose in her in her job now. You know, she's been in real estate for um, almost three decades, and you know, it's quite easy, I suppose, to get a bit sort of in the system. I suppose and you know she started her career at um, CBRE over in, in North America and uh, and then has come back and is like this is amazing and I can now go home at, at night and I talk to my kids and they understand what it is I'm doing and are actually interested in mm. <laughs> what, what I'm doing which uh, I don't think they always were mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's because they're older <laughs> but, um, but I think it's because you know the the impact that real estate can have on helping make the planet a better place, whether that's environmentally or through social social change, is is really quite exciting and really quite big. And mm. to play a part in that is, is phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Emily and I uh, were talking before before you logged on um, about what, how the the time for wise is over. Uh, and uh, it's now the the time for how. And you know, and that's you know, she talked about that as as well. And that's why um, there's a real need for smart people and smart advisors. And we called the piece green pre green premium because not only because you know there obviously is a green premium on in environmentally sound buildings, but if you're a um, developer investor out there and you want to um make the most of uh, of of your portfolio you need to understand the impact that all of the um sort of regulation coming down the line is going to have and that sort of stuff and actually as advisors that needs to be a premium service so you know because it does take a huge amount of intelligence there's a huge amount of information that you need you need to I don't want to use the word dumbed down but you need to make accessible to, to everyone and that you know that it takes time money and smarts and that should be a premium 
premium service. So this isn't a just oh nice nice to have. Mm. It's um it's a it's you know it has to become BAU, but there's going to be a time when there's a you know you have to pay for that. Pay for that. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so Emily, returning to to our special this week, there's a, there's a, a wealth of content in there. The, the vertical farming, uh, the questions of refurbishment and redevelopment. So, so what you talk us through some of the highlights for you? Well, I think you just did, didn't you, Jess? <laughs> very, um, very better detail than me. Yeah, <laughs> vertical farms. Um, so I did a piece on vertical farms, I think, in a few years ago now. And when I did it, it felt so unbelievably niche and I and I and I did it because I bumped into someone who was um focused on um on vertical farms at a conference and back then we were looking at a series Samuel remember it called the disruptors um and I thought this is a perfect perfect disruptor coming on disrupting the industry um and now Piers has written um the piece on vertical farms in this ESG special and um he speaks to the 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 chap who first coined the whole vertical farms concept um, and um, who said, you know, 10 years ago, it was, all, had to, you know, it had to explain what I meant and the speed at which this has kind of taken on a, a mind of its own, particularly over the last few years, um, has been phenomenal. And but 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 vertical farms is still I mean, when I did it, it was it was very niche, but it's still just on the niche side mm. and I think that the pieces we're looking at not only the the sort of the, the market opportunities there and and what's going on in the sector but kind of sort of pushing the idea of how can we take what is actually a solution and turn it into something mainstream and that's that's what I really like about this piece and and um, I've, I spoke to Greg Lindsay from New Cities about something else this week actually not in this special sorry to be off, <laughs> off topic a bit but he said to me now, one of his favourite quotes is that in times of crisis, people often look to the ideas that are already lying around on the ground. Um, and I think that with vertical farming, it's not quite like that, but it is very much the last couple of years has really focused people's attention. And here we have a solution. Um, and, you know, potentially we don't know what's going to happen with lease renewals, we don't know what's going to happen with, you know, the, the, the sort of more traditional sectors. Could there be space in the market for this to kind of come in? And that'd be really interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great piece. And then refurb versus redevelopment. I mean, that's so interesting because you've just got, you've got these huge controversies on, on either side and you've got mm-hmm. two camps basically arguing and both make good points one way or the other. And and it, it kicks off obviously with the, the M&S the case yeah. study and that in itself had these two, these two camps arguing one side to the other. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of looking at that and then taking it on and really delving into the the kind of ins and outs of the, the the redevelopment side of things versus the refurbishment side of things and do you know I've I've read it a couple of times and I'm still I still not sure I think that it really does it it's it you can't it's a very difficult thing to blanket say mm. oh this one is better than the other it depends on what you've got to start with it depends on so many things so that's another great piece that Piers has really dug into it kind of questions the foundations of real estate excuse the pun doesn't it because you know one of the one of the sexy things about real estate i suppose is the ability to build big shiny buildings and you know um peacock around a bit with uh, look at <laughs> look at what i built look how look how big mine is sort of sort of thing and you know now you have to ask the question well you know actually do we need to build any, anything else should we build any, anything else or do we need to be smarter and really understand how we reu- reuse 
what we've got. And and I actually, it's a really interesting point, and maybe I shouldn't be advocating this, but I think there's still an opportunity to do some pea cooking with stuff we've already got because you know, and I, I you know, I, like you with Kayla, uh, you know, I've got to say, I, 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 I love edge technologies. I've, I've always had, had a had a sort of soft, soft spot for those guys, and they've always been very forward thinking. But they did their first edge in Amsterdam, which was, you know, new and shiny and exciting. And then they did, you know, edge two, which was a refurb. Um, and I've been to both, and lots of people have been to both. Lots of people have written about both and commented on both. And you know, the second one is amazing. It's absolutely incredible what they've done there with what they had, you know, and and arguably more impressive than the first. So I think there's, you know, for anyone thinking, oh, but you know, I like a bit of peacocking. I think there might still be an opportunity. <laughs> well, I'm sure our listeners will be delighted to to hear that. So I know time is tight for the pair of you. Uh, and seeing as though Sam has log- logged on and rescued the possibility of a quiz, let's <laughs> oh, crack God's on with sake. it. So oh. Emily, do you want to go first or second? We'll, we'll, we'll oh, waste more time. Let's first, tear the bandaid off. First, I'll just <clears throat> humiliate okay. myself right off the bat. Emily, question one: Which giant corporation is on the hunt for five hundred thousand square feet of office space in London for its new company HQ? Microsoft. It is indeed Microsoft. One nil to Emily. Sam, which company has poached Revolut's Rebecca De Silva as its new head of corporate real estate across Europe, the Middle East, and Africa? That is the second of Alex Daniels' smashers this week, and that is. This Macquarie. is the Alex Daniel round. That's right. Uh, Macquarie, yes. Uh, well done. One one. Or uh, Emma Rossa, as previously of this round, had a fantastic <coughs> way of pronouncing Macquarie. Um, uh, Macquarie or something almost Macquarie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Emily, your second question at uh, the missing words headline round. Uh, Savills raises thirty-five million pounds despite blank issues. Savills raises thirty-five million pounds despite blank issues. I mean, couldn't couldn't it just be blank? <laughs> but the answer, Sam, would you have known the answer to Sam this? Sam knows, I can tell with the look on her face. I, I believe it's connectivity. It is uh, connectivity issues, which apparently hit one of its February auctions, causing a flurry of phone and email activity to keep the bids flowing. Um, Emily, I love uh, sorry, uh, Sam, that's right. Uh, the UK is at the heart of a new golden age in blank. It's a two word blank. The UK is at the heart of a new golden age in blank. From a, oh, from a comment piece. It is, it is. Um, I think I might have got the wrong words, but I think it's film studios. I'll, I'll allow it. It's close. film production. Film, film production. 2-1 to Sam. Okay, so now the, the relatively newly added round to the EG Quiz of the Week from the wonderful Piers Wainer. Oh, it no. is time for each other's bits. How well do you know each other's bits? Not well at all. No, not well at all. Okay. So, Emily, this week Sam wrote about a venture capital firm closing its European real estate technology fund at £117 million. I'm not going to ask you what that means because I have no idea what that means, but I am going to ask you which venture capital firm. And as it is tech-related, maybe maybe it's in your ballpark as well. She knows. If I didn't know this, Sam would probably... Be, I don't know. I'd yeah, I'd probably be fired. Um, it is. I was going to joke and say the wrong name, but I was like, no, I shouldn't do that. It's Fifth Wall. It is indeed two two. Okay, now this is uh, from an Emily piece, and it is an, actually an extra missing word headline question for Sam from Emily's piece. So, 
blank is falling away right here and now. Blank is falling away right here and now. My ability to win this competition. <laughs> I, I purposely try not to read anything that Emily has written. <laughs> okay, Blank Emily. Is rolling, does it make you feel bad about yourself to read it? <laughs> I wish I could write like this. I know. Oh. Um, hang on, what was it? Blank has fallen Blank away. Blank is falling away right here and now. Do you know what the funny thing is? Is that Sam actually, you put a mark on, on another piece on this very line, I think, yesterday. Blank is falling away. <laughs> I don't know. Was, Emily, it in your do lead, was it in your leader? It, it wasn't. It do, was you, do you want to fill in your own blank? <clears throat> um, liquidity. 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 Liquidity, it is. Okay, so we are at 2-2 going into the final round of questions, the diary round of questions. So, Emily, this week's diary page features a forthcoming Office-based Apple Plus series, which starts streaming this week, that takes a fresh approach to work-life balance uh, by employees agreeing to have their memories of home wiped at work and vice versa. Do you know what its name is? No, but it sounds amazing. I, I, I don't know. We'll read all about it on the on the diary page. I will. Uh, Sam, can you recall the name? No, but we talked about it in the Teams <laughs> chat. Um, that's not an answer. That's not a valid answer to the quiz. No, it's not. <laughs> Work here? Uh, like it is not. It is called uh, Severance. Uh, it starts oh. streaming on, on Friday. As, that's a rubbish uh, name for a program. Can I Can I just give you a really quick fact about Severance? Do you know where, where, do you know where Severance package idea comes from? I do not. Back when um, executions were public and involved an ex executor, <laughs> executioner, um, often rich people would hand over some money for a clean, like a clean death. Oh. And that was called severance because the head was to be severed from the body. So severance there package. There you go. I mean, yeah. I think a bonus point for, for being <laughs> for being for being quite interesting. I'll, I'll pretend to be Stephen Fry for this week. There's bonus another point. there's another another. Um, round coming up isn't there which is interesting fact of the week uh yeah but well, yeah in future episodes that's almost it is soon the quiz will be about 30 minutes long as we keep adding rounds so sam um to tie things up uh, at 3-3 do you know the name of one of britain's oldest pubs which after fearing closure may it turns out this week be saved at auction oh i did read this story but no i don't it's called the it must be called like the red line or something, mustn't no, the red line. <laughs> oh, ye Emily's old, looking confident. Ye, ye oldie pub. I don't know. Well, that's half of it, but Emily, do you know the rest? It's, is it, oh, it's ye old and then it begins with an F. It's ye, is it ye old fighting, ye old? Oh, it's the fighting cocks. <laughs> you know, Between the two of you, you, you've got the answer. I'm not quite sure where the point goes there. Uh, maybe it should be honours even, I think. I just uh, wanted to say fighting cocks on yeah, Well, I, I thought podcast. one of... I, I thought one of you would like that opportunity, which is why the between, question... Between the peacocks and the fighting cocks, we managed yes. to get an awful Just... lot in. <laughs> so and why? each other's bits. I mean, what could be... <laughs> it's the X-rated EG like Sunday morning. Oh, Fingers crossed nobody is listening to this on some kind of work computer that censors podcasts. Otherwise, <laughs> none of it will make sense. There is a story, which I cannot tell on this podcast, yeah. that I, I think I've told Emily about a former boss of mine talking to their daughter and asking what um, uh, the female of a peacock <laughs> is called. 
They did not say peahen. <laughs> did they not? <laughs> what did they say? Hmm. <laughs> Answers on a postcard. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what a way to finish uh, this week's episode. Uh, so thank you very much, uh, Emily, and belatedly, Sam, uh, for, for squeezing in this recording. Uh, uh, enjoy the rest of your Sundays, your very busy Sundays. Uh, and to those of you at home, you have been listening this week to ESG, like Sunday morning. And that's how for now. <laughs>